Okay, guys, this is the very latest Bolt from the Blue podcast. You've been waiting for it, and here it is. And it's the game against Chelsea. This was kind of very interesting. And uh, let me just introduce the two people that we have, the two people that you are dying for. First of all, we've got Bernard Denine. Bernard, how are you doing? Hello, Michael. Hello, the other guy. I won't say who it is and spoil the surprise. <laughs> yeah, we're all good. Uh through to the next round, uh, and that'll be an interesting game in itself, won't it? But uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that before we finish. Okay, and we've also got this. This time, he's not on his in his car on the A1, but we have Ray Bubbles. Ray, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. Very well. I'm having a very very good day so far. So I hope you guys don't drag me down. I'm on the up today. No, we won't <laughs> drag you down. We won't drag you down. But we will start off in the normal way. By listing the team or the team zoo, and um, word has it, guys, word has it that uh, oh Bernard uh, got pretty close. Let me just go through the city lineup, okay? We've got uh, someone that we'll talk about a lot, maybe later. Um, Ortega, uh, Stefan Ortega. We've got uh, Rico Lewis. We've got Diaz uh, and Laporte in the centre of defence. Sergio Gomez back from his sending off. He's obviously been rehabilitated. We got Rodri, which I was surprised about. I'm sure the, the other guys were too. We had Gunduan, uh, Palmer, Mares, Grealish, and Alvarez. Uh, let me just list the, the subs very quickly. Obviously, Aderson, uh, Calvin Phillips just called up to the England squad. Don't know how that happened. Stones, Ake, uh, Holland, uh, De Bruyne, uh, Bernardo, Akanji, and Foden. And uh, just before uh, we just go over to Bernard, very quickly mentioned the Chelsea lineup. So we had um, Mendy, uh, Chaloba, Koulibaly, guys, that guy. We were so gagging for that guy. We wanted him to join us so badly. And his mate on the other side, Kukurela, also somebody that a lot of City fans wanted. Ah, they were not very impressive, guys, but we'll talk about that. Loftus-Cheek, Kovacic, uh, Denis Zakaria. We also wanted him at one time, I seem to remember. Uh, these guys will correct me if I'm wrong. Emhol, Ziyech, Broya and Pulisic. Their subs were Bettinelli, Azpilicueta, Thiago Silva, Gallagher, Mason Mount, Hutchinson, Raheem Sterling, who came on, actually, guys. Um, they've been complaining about him, uh, Chelsea, uh, the same way that we used to do. Um, Obama, Young and Havertz. So we'll go straight over to Bernard and say, Bernard, what was your success level like at... <laughs> Uh, at getting that team right, Pro- probably better than it will be against Brentford. Because uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that now. But uh, yeah, I got ten. I got ten like you, uh, Mike. I was a bit confused by Rodrigo. Rodrigo playing. I uh, I didn't think we'd have the old Rodri Gundogan double pivot for this one. I, I thought Rodri would give, be given a rest, and um, Foden would be in there. So that was the only one I got wrong. I had Foden in instead of Rodrigo, and what a bench that was. I mean, that's probably our strongest bench so far this season, looking at that bench as well. Quite impressed with that. Yeah, let's go over to Ray and see what he thinks about that lineup. Good lineup, weren't it? I mean, like you two guys, a bit puzzled by Rodri, but uh, you've got to look at it. You've got to, you've got to rest KDB. So to have... Uh, I mean, and, and if you're going to rest Bernardo, because he's been playing most games this season, I can see why Rodri's there, but you know, you'd have thought there was no need for Rodri. You know, maybe if Calvin Phillips had a little bit more in his legs, 
he could have started the game instead. Uh, but hey, look, it was a good enough side. I think much stronger than Chelsea's, and we'd all expect a win. Well, uh, Bernard, um, what did you think? Um, City got, I think, five call-ups for the England team. Um, did you think that was fair, or did you think that anyone got left out, or someone should shouldn't have been in there? No, I think I think it's pretty much as we expected. I don't think uh, I think Southgate sticks to his plans, doesn't he? I think like picking Pep's team. I think we can probably most of the time pick what Southgate's going to do. So certainly no big surprises from what I can see to what Southgate usually does. There were no other City players that could have been in that side, could they? All the England players are there. Yeah, Stones, oh, yeah. Walker, uh, Ford and Grealish. Um, you know, so who else? Who else could have? Who else? Who has been admitted? That could have been. Palmer. Sorry. Cole Palmer. <laughs> well, I was going to say. No, don't, but, don't be silly. Don't be silly, Mike. That's it. That's what you're looking at. That uh, the rest of the England players. Um, you got Cole Palmer. Is the next one off the rank? Give him two years, Mike. Give him two years. Euros. Uh, yeah, Bernard, you're forgetting a long time ago. I mean, we're old enough to remember when Sven Goran Eriksson took a an 18-year-old uh, player from Arsenal to the World Cup. So I was kind of thinking, well, you know, it's, it's possibly a shout. I uh, think, uh, on, maybe on two accounts I correct you, uh, Theo Walcott is the guy you're talking about. He was 17 at the time and he was playing for Southampton. OK, well, thanks for the corrections, Ray. I, I will really go and <laughs> I'll go and study harder. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, listen, uh, Ray, in that first two, 10 minutes, I was kind of uh, excited because I thought um, there were a couple of um, nice incursions by Jack Grealish. And I was thinking, uh, Ray, naively, oh, my gosh, this is going to be his game. This is going to be his game. Uh, I'm not sure it really turned out that way, but uh, he was exciting in the first 10 minutes, I guess. I think he was exciting across the whole game. Um, in, in my video I did after the game, I said the issue I had, because he's he's disappointed, because he's disappointed for so long, really, it's hard to see a decent performance as anything more than a flash in the pan, because it's I think it's just human nature, yeah? If you start off, if, if Haaland went on a 10-goal uh, scoreless streak now, we'd still pick Haaland for the 11th game, because he's got so much credit in the bank for what he's done. And it works the other way. Grealish has struggled, I think, at City. Puts in any good performance. We uh, judge it on the basis of, well, you know, do it consistently. Now, he had a, let's not get it wrong, he had a decent game. He was dangerous. He created opportunities for himself and others. But I said this on the night, he's a nearly man. I think, Bern is, that, is that what Bernard described him as? Uh, yeah, 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 he's a nearly yeah, man. Yeah. He nearly, he nearly scored. He nearly, he nearly dribbled around five players and scored. He nearly did this. He nearly did that. And I, I questioned on the night. I said, "Is he?" It was only a few percent short of having an incredible game. He could have scored two or three goals. But is that the issue? Is he a nearly man? Is he never going to, you know, step over that line and become the man? You know, he has to raise his game by a few percent. He hasn't got the pace to do that. He's got that ability to hold the ball and dribble and everything else. He gets good numbers on that. But you can dribble as much as you like. If there's no end product, if there's no goals, assists or uh, pre-assists, then what's the point 
you know, having 10 dribbles, successful dribbles in a game. You, you've got to be given more. And it's not just stats. It's what you see it with your own eyes. We see it with our own eyes. There's no end product. Um, and for all the danger he, he causes and creates, you know, it's rubbish when they say, oh, um, he draws three or four players to him. Well, if he draws three or four players to him, that means two or three of our players must be on max where he should be passing to them. So, you know, I'm not convinced. I need to see consistent, good performances from Grealish. Not just good, top class, because you've got to remember, if he's playing on the left, he's stopping Phil Foden playing on the left. And Phil Foden's a blooming good player. So Grealish is going to have to uh, keep on raising the bar, and he has to be consistent. Well, guys, just give you the counterbalance to that. I'm pretty sure that um, Bernard Deneen is a secret Jack Grealish fan, so let him have his comments about that. Well, I've been banging the drum for Jack for a while, but I, I have been saying this season, he's getting to the stage now where he just needs to do that little bit extra. I mean, his shots are pretty... I mean, all right, Mendy had a good game, of course he did, but he just put, needs to put a bit more fizz in his shots. He's, he's not really... You know, the sort of place, he's not really putting his foot through it too often. And the thing is, I, what I liked about Grealish for this game was I think he plays better with Gomez. I don't think he plays very well with Cancelo down that side. I don't, I don't think it works at all because I think Cancelo likes to take more responsibility. But Grealish was allowed this time to come from deeper, wasn't he? He was attacking from deep as well, which made a big difference. So he, he, he got up ahead of steam. And as Ray said there, I, I like him. I like him a lot, but he's at this stage now where... He's got to start turning this this into assists. He's got to start turning it into goals. And it, as as Ray said, he he was he, play, he had a great game. He was my second highest rated player after um, after the keeper uh, against Chelsea, and that's because he did have a good game. But he just needs to take it to that next level there uh, now. Uh, that's what we need from him. Well, let's go over to Ray. We're moving from basically minute ten to minute thirty. Uh, what was very encouraging, guys, was that there was quite a ferocious press that City were employing. Uh, frustrated Chelsea a lot. They did get through from time to time, uh, Ray, but we got uh, a few signs of what was coming, and that is that this goalkeeper, Stefan Ortega, he's a player. Very, very decent player. I think, if we're honest, he probably made, uh, I think... Three stops that he thought, wow, you know, he saved, saved, he properly saved a goal. There were some that he'd, you'd expect him to save, you know, um, but there were some that he thought, wow, that was a good save, you know, especially in the second half. He, he really did make some some crackers. Um, and, you know, I think it's a bit early for some City fans who were saying, oh, you know, uh, drop Edison and all that. No, um, I think what we've seen is, uh, the kid is very good at sh stopping shots. I think, obviously, we need to see a little bit more from him um, to see what he's, you know, what his distribution's like. That's what Edison's got over everybody. He's got that distribution. Uh, uh, we just need to see a bit more of Ortega to see if he's got a, a similar level of top-class distribution. If he has, then Edison... Yeah, Edison should be looking over his shoulder. And this is much better than Zach Steffen of last season and Claudio Bravio of seasons before. You know, this it looks like we may end up with some genuine competition. People are saying Edison should play in the league and uh, Ortega should play in the Champions League. We can't afford mistakes. And, well, I think, as, as I said, it's a bit too early for this. But 
Signs are good. Signs are very, very good. Well, luckily on this pod, we do have like, um, we've got two fairly regular um, match going fans. Uh, Bernard is the most regular. Uh, Bernard, I think after that, I think um, uh, Ziyech of uh, Chelsea was causing us a, a few problems down that right hand side, don't you think? Yeah, I, th- I was quite impressed with Chelsea. I think once once Potter starts bringing some of his own, if he's allowed time, of course, there's no guarantees at Chelsea. But I was quite impressed. I mean, some of the some of the the poor control by some of the Chelsea players, you expect better. But on the night, I, I thought they were excellent. I thought, you know, on the night, it could have gone either way. Chelsea could have won that game easily for me. Uh, I was quite impressed with how Potter set them up. Uh, they certainly worried us at the back and. We had a little bit of luck. We had Ortega, so uh, and we got through. But no, I was quite impressed. I think, but I think Potter say once once he gets some of his own guys in, if he gets the time, I think he'll make him a force over over the next uh, two or three seasons. But you know, based on what I've seen so far with it, with it, let's let's face it, it wasn't his, his strongest team. It wasn't our strongest team. But no, I was I was quite impressed with Chelsea. Uh, oh, the only only guy I wasn't overly impressed with was, and I did like him when I did see him last season. With the kid was Cucurella. He was mm. about four foot six. I didn't realise he was so small. He, he looked bigger in the Brighton kit uh, last year when I watched him, but uh, he looked a bit smaller in this one. But he's it, keen enough. But I'm, I'm, I think we missed, a, we dodged a bit of a bullet there. I, I'm not quite sure we we could have brought him on anything better than what we've got already. So that's the only thing. But I was quite impressed with Chelsea. I was quite impressed with with how they played the game. How they played the 90 odd minutes yeah i'll bring uh, ray in here on that point uh we're studying him very very closely ray um cucarella now he is um he's very busy uh, i think they they used to say that about the the neville brothers um uh he is quite small um but i think that he's probably just stepped up a level and i don't i'm not sure that he can handle this uh with the same effect that he used to have for brighton ray what do you reckon yeah, Neville Brothers, yeah, uh, ugly as well. I think you should add, add that in as well. Busy and ugly. Um, Kukurela, he's, he, yeah, like Bernard said, he's made that step up, like you said, made the step up. He needs time to settle, you know. He looked really good for Brighton. Uh, they played, a, a diff- obviously, a different uh, way to Chelsea um, and Potter's getting his ideas into Chelsea. If he ends up making... Chelsea a better version of Brighton, uh, if that makes sense. Then um, Cucurella might, might fit in better. But right now, no one's crying about uh, us not buying him and paying 60-odd million quid for him. I think everybody at City is really, really happy. Gomez is young. He's, what, 21-ish, 2021. He's still got a lot to learn, a lot uh, ahead of him. Uh, but I think everybody's saying, well, we, we know we got the right call. And while Cancelo as long as he doesn't get him, himself sent off too often, um, he's going to be the first choice anyway. So all Cucurella would have done was provided competition. Um, Gomez will not maybe not provide competition, but he'll provide um, respite for uh, Cancelo because he's playing a, a little bit too much. So yeah, I'm, I'm at the moment, you know, uh, jury's out on Cucurella. It might be in two or three months' time when Chelsea settle, get a couple more players. Uh, and get more time to work under Potter, that Kukurilla will prove to be a wonderful signing. But, yeah, we've just got to wait and see. Uh, over to Bernard here. Bernard, um, uh, just on the on the point that Ray made about the jury still being out, 
we got a really good look at Koulibaly. I think uh, a lot of City fans for the first time. This is a player that we were desperate to get, if you remember. And um, to be honest with you, Bernard, um, up against the likes of Diaz, Laporte, um, John Stones, Akanji, he didn't impress me that much. I don't know what, what you felt. Well, I thought where he impressed me more was his defending. He, he was actually throwing his body in the way of lots of things in that game. So, yeah, on on that basis, I was quite I was quite impressed. But he, he's like 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 a lot of the, the Chelsea team. I, I I thought they all were okay without being overly spectacular. Any of them, you know, I wouldn't say, oh yeah, I'll have it, I'll have him tomorrow. I mean, people like Mason Mount played, didn't he? I, I think he had a a poor game from what I remember and. Balls were running, you know, his control on one. There was one, was it, in the first half or the second half where he, he was sort of going over to the touchline. He just run it out, and, he, and I thought, what the hell is this? What, you know, this is this is the this is the new Phil Foden. He's better than Phil Foden, this guy. But no, uh, no, I thought I thought Koulibaly was okay. It was okay, but more defensively, he was getting his body in the way, and that that's what you want to see, and that's what you want to see from any any half decent player. Absolutely, Bernard, I agree with you. But this is how this guy made his name. There's a famous YouTube clip where he, he's defending, um, uh, I think, for Napoli. And um, he, 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 abs- he, he grabs his left back and he throws him in the direction of the ball. And everyone was thinking at the time, oh, my gosh, what a player this is. Um, but he just, I don't know, Ray, he didn't impress me that much. He does throw his body around, but, I, you know, in terms of... You know, interceptions and uh, clever play. I, I, he didn't impress me. What did you think? Yeah, look, he, as I think you guys have said, you know, he did throw his body around. He, look, he blocked a few goal bound shots, so you got to give him credit. It's once, once again, you know, he's a Chelsea player, and if we're honest, how many times have we seen him play? You know, uh, we don't really spend a lot of time watching Chelsea. Most of us. We've got better things to do. Um, how many, you know, I might have seen him play a couple of times this season and that's it. Two or three games, you know, maybe Chelsea playing Liverpool or, or whoever, one of the bigger teams, you might get a chance to watch or Arsenal. But to be honest, um, like most of us, we haven't seen much of him this season. Uh, and again, only time will tell. He, but he's knocking on, so you'd expect him, you know, to, he, he has to hit the ground running basically and, and keep up good performances. It was decent enough uh, on the night. You know, you can't really complain about him too much. Bernard, a few little flashes in that first half um, from uh, Julian Alvarez uh, to make us think that he might be the, the, the sort of player that that he looks like on, on YouTube. I, I don't know how you felt about his first half performance. Yeah, he's one of these players, you, you tend to say, yes, you know he's going to try and cover as much of the pitch as he can. It doesn't always work for him. Uh, it doesn't always get involved. Sometimes he'll disappear for a little bit and then all of a sudden he'll pop up and uh, we'll probably talk about him in a minute. Obviously, we'll talk, start talking about the goals. I mean, Alvarez is he's just, a, you know, at the moment, he's just a very good guy to have in the squad and very, very useful. He can score. He can obviously score goals. Uh, but again, it's very early days, but uh, we've seen what he could do uh, in front of goal and uh, I'm sure he will improve. Well, guys, it was zip, zip at halftime uh, before we move on uh, to the second half. Just um, a lot of pictures coming up on Twitter about uh, Jack Grealish and how he deals with um, with the supporters. I mean, that's one thing I think that is 
uh, has uh, Ray is keeping the goodwill uh, going for him despite his kind of his lack of impact. He really, really loves the fans. I've got to say this about this guy. He looks like the kind of guy you'd love to, you know, sit down and have a pint with. And um, there he was again uh, before the game at halftime, hugging supporters, signing their autographs. Uh, he's got that going for him, at least, Ray. Yeah, look, he's 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 got that. Look, I'm one of these people that, uh, you know, it's all well and good and all nice and all that and it's all sweet. But, you know, when, when rich people, they call it philanthropy, when rich people give a very small proportion of their money to charity or to a good cause, people say, oh, what a wonderful person. You know, oh, gosh, Bernard Ray is so cynical, isn't he? Well, cynical, yeah. <laughs> you know, look, look, some of the stuff that uh, that's come out of that Ben Mendy trial doesn't pay uh, young Jack in a good, a, a good light. Um but look, he's given his time. Give it a lot. Give credit when you know he's just the same as anybody else, giving their time to a good, good, uh, good cause or uh, to help out. So you know, for that, you you say you know, well done. I, look, I am yes, I'm. A, I'm a, he, he wants he wants to be liked, doesn't he? Let's be honest about yeah. it. He's one of those where he's, at, where he's at Aston Villa, wherever he is, he wants to be liked, and he's not perfect, and none of us are. But he does what he has to do, and he wants to be liked. And he, he seems a lovely lad, as, as uh, Mike's intimated. Mm-hmm. Well, Bernard, let me take you to the fiftieth minute, because obviously not much happening on the goal front. Um, but they did make a double substitution, and this was Rodri and Gundogan uh, being taken off, and on comes Bernardo Silva and Calvin Phillips, who we haven't seen for ages. Um, yeah, and I'm just. Yeah. I, I'm just amazed. I, I, a lot of people are amazed that uh, old Calvin uh, Phillips made it into the England squad. I mean, what did you think of that uh, substitution, and was it the right one? I think it was. I mean, uh, Pep's playing funny games this season, is he? He's making substitutions at odd times. We got used to him making them late or not at all. I'm just going to throw Sorry, it out he did it four minutes into the second half. Why couldn't he? Yeah, do yeah, half-time? yeah. I don't understand. It could have been half time, of course. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's throw, throwing total wobblers on the substitution front. He either doesn't make any or he, he does weird ones at weird times. But I thought it's a great eye. I mean, at least he brought a bit of pace uh, into our little middle of the pitch there with Bernardo and, and, and Phillips. Uh, and Phillips, I thought, had a, a very good uh, 40 minutes uh, that he played. He made a couple of ricks, a couple of bad passes, but Rodri does them anyway, doesn't he? Let's be honest about it. It and I think he'll be quite happy with that 40 minutes. So yeah, it just just for City it just sort of speeded speeded that middle up a bit because Rodri and Gundo, let's face it, Statler and Waldorf. I mean they weren't they're not exactly pacey in the middle of the pitch, are they? So yes, it did it did liven us up just a little bit. Yeah, Ray, what what did you make of um what you saw of Calvin Phillips? Um yeah, it wasn't much, was it? It was about 40 minutes. Um so yeah. I don't remember. He make, uh, him making any big mistakes. Uh, he was neat and, I guess, neat and tidy. Another guy who's, prior to last night, has played, what, 13 minutes of Premier League football for us. You know, some people argue that he's lucky to get on the uh, plane to Qatar for the World Cup. But on that side, we've got a 26-man squad. Normally, it's 23. So I don't see any harm, any issue, taking players who aren't fully fit, like Walker, like Phillips, uh, I don't think there's any any issue with that because you've got that extra 
those extra uh, places in the squad. So I'm I'm um, not worried, worried about that. So I think it'll be fine. Once again, we just need to see um, him perform. Uh, he just needs to get some time on, on the pitch. And it might be that he doesn't play much for England, which is actually probably good for us because he'll get a lot of time training, getting up to speed. He might get a few minutes here and there. Uh, and when he comes back uh, after the World Cup, He'd be ready to play for us, you know. If someone like Rodri, you'd expect Rodri to be playing uh, pretty much every game uh, for his country, uh, Spain. So, um, you know, maybe that maybe having Calvin Phillips getting fitter out there, not playing much, but getting fitter, he'll be ready when he when he uh, after the World Cup, you know. And it, who knows? Spain might go all the way. England might get knocked out in the quarters. So it's great for us, one way or the other we'll get a good fit player coming back. Let's uh, go over to Bernard. I'm going to ask Bernard two questions. The first one is, uh, Bernard, um, how seriously uh, in the scheme of things do you think that Pep was taking this game? Um, well, I did question, the, obviously, the team. I couldn't, I, I was only one out, so I couldn't I couldn't actually say that uh, it didn't surprise me. But I don't, think, I don't think he would have been overly worried if we'd gone out because, obviously, we... You know, obviously, this next round, we've obviously it's going to take place week commencing the 20th of December. I didn't even realise that. I didn't know it was going to be at that that stage. Uh, so I don't think he would have been that worried. But I think he'd be quite happy we got through. But yeah, I didn't say he picked. I wouldn't say he picked a team to get knocked out. But uh, I don't think he would have been overly worried because he knows what's going to happen after the World Cup break. It's going to be an absolute nightmare with the shitload of games we've got to play so uh, you wouldn't have been worried but I think you'll be quite happy we got through in the end well, Same question to Ray, before I ask Ray about uh, a certain Mr Mares, um how seriously do you think Pep was taking this game and do you think that he, he gave a fiddlers whether we got through or not? Pep says he wants to win every game so um, I think getting through it's, it's always good this season you might say well it's Maybe it's good and bad. It's always good to get through because you're going to give opportunities to other players. So Cole Palmer, when else is he going to start a game for City? He got his start. So Cole Palmer's got his start. Gomez, when else is he going to you know, start against for City unless Cancelo... So Stefan Ortega as well, Ortega too, right? So you've got three or potentially four, maybe even, you know, you get the odd other player who is going to get chances to, to show what they can do. So, you know, Rico Lewis... So when else is he going to play? These are the games that these guys will play. So getting through allows us, say, in the next round to play, if we want, Rico Lewis again, or, uh, Ortega again, Cole Palmer again, and um, uh, Gomez. Maybe we want to play somebody else, another one of the kids. Maybe we want to play uh, Wilson Esbrand or whatever. It's giving chances to them and some of the fringe players, people like Mares. You know, you can argue he's a bit of a fringe player. And it's keeping people happier than if they're not selected to play. So uh, from that point of view, it's positive. Winning games, always positive. Chance to win a, um, our first trophy in February or, or early March, positive. I think getting one trophy, even if it's a Carabao Cup, over the line, winning that, it fills you with extra positivity for the rest of the season because, hey, you've won summer. So I think that's all positive. The negatives, you can argue, yes, there's going to be a fixture pile-up at some point. It may be with the World Cup and everything else, it's better to be out of it now. But I'd rather be in it. I'd rather put half a team uh, you know, forward for the next game. 
Uh, we might only have half a team left away the World Cup's uh, <laughs> scheduled and the Carabao Cup next round is scheduled. But um, it, it's all good for me. It's all positive. Well, Bernard, um, one player that I did feel uh, very sorry for in the first half because he's trying his little Algerian heart, heart out was uh, Riyad Mahrez. Um, uh, he was doing his, um, his one-dimensional tricks. Nothing was coming off. And then eight minutes into the second half, there he is. Uh, apparently, Bernard, he can take free kicks better than he can take penalties. <laughs> well, he earned he earned the free kick as well, didn't he? Let's not forget that. He'd, he'd had a pretty middling game up to then. Uh, I'm just going to say, as far as that free kick was concerned, I, I thought the wall was absolutely awful. It was badly... Mendy didn't get control of positioning it. The players were looking around, wondering what the hell they were doing. The draft excluded wasn't properly draft excluding. It was just an absolute joke. And after half the wall jumped, the other half didn't virtually get off the floor and Maris's free kick should have been should have been blocked it was as simple as that it was it wasn't high enough it wouldn't have got up and down if the if the guys in the wall had done their job but all credit to him he hit the target and it went in the net but uh, yeah I would say it was uh, 90, 99% the wall's fault and 1% Mara's uh, brilliance that one yeah that's why I was saying earlier because Koulibaly didn't even bother to jump what did you think about that uh, that goal? I was going to say as much as one percent on Mares. Look, he hit the ball into the into where he hit the, the target. Hit the target. Come on, <laughs> give him credit. Give him credit. He, got it, he hit the target. But but if you look like you've already said, the wall should have jumped. You had the guy on the floor. You got uh, Koulibaly who didn't jump. The ball went between Koulibaly. Was it Brodier next to him? or whoever it was, it went kind of in between the two of them. Now, if Koulibaly had jumped, that would have probably hit him in flush in the face. If the guy next to him hadn't turned his face sideways, it had caught him on the head and it would have, uh, you know, the, the wall would have done its job and blocked the ball. If you're not going to put the effort in, why be there in the first place? Because <laughs> you saw your goalkeeper down the river. Your goalkeeper set it up, um, you know, so that it's going to be very hard for, for the ball to go in or over the was wall. It, was it was it hints of Sami Nasri against United, uh, Absolutely. Ray? Absolutely. I was going to. I was going to say that. Actually. <laughs> I was going to say that. You'll you'll get Mike pressing and you know, <laughs> don't get me started, Bernard. <laughs> but no, look, it was te- terrible from the wall. Look, Mara's it on tag. Was it against? Was it PSG? Did the same, and the wall just parted for him. Look, maybe maybe that's a tactic where you you're relying on the wall not doing its job, and maybe I'm being churlish and that 1% of Mares doing the job that you you offered him, maybe that I, I should do the same. But, you know, the wall was dick dastardly in it, how bad it was. It was terrible, that wall. Hey, but you take... No, I, I actually, you know, if there's... Um, I think there's a good chance Pep will be kind of... I, I expect him to be on his feet and, you know, um, moving around as, as we... We have a chance. He was just slumped in his he, uh, on the bench. He didn't expect that to go in, uh, and it was only it, 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 when it went in, he looked really surprised uh, and shocked that it went in. And then he got up and started, you know, um, uh, you know, being enthusiastic about the goal. But I didn't think he was expecting it to go in. Uh, I wasn't. Well, uh, before we like heap too much shade or on, on Maris, five <laughs> minutes later, guys. I think that he made this uh, this second goal. I mean, all like he's got the dribbling skills, Bernard, and I think that Mahrez made uh, this second goal for Alvarez. 
Yeah, we did. Well, Alvarez had done a fantastic cross ball in the first place, hadn't he? He had sent it right over to Mares. We know Mares is going to trap it very well, and he did. Made that little bit of space, did his trademark, got his left foot around it. It was an okay, it was an okay save from Mendy. It wasn't a fantastic save, so that proves that it wasn't the greatest effort from Mares. But fortunately, Mendy only palmed it back into the path of Alvarez, who'd obviously sprinted the 40 yards to get into the box and do what he's very, very good at that old sniffer goal, the old Alan Clark type of goal where he, he just sniffs it and puts it in there from close range. Fantastic goal from Alvarez, and yeah. Okay, work from Mares, but Mendy perhaps uh, perhaps could have done a little bit better. I'm not too sure. I might have to watch the the, the, the replay again. Was it Alvarez who did the cross, or was it? Yeah, I, yeah, it was Alvarez. Or yeah, I thought yeah. it was uh, Jack Grealish. I was about to give him some. Oh, well, apparently, I was going to give him some undeserved praise for a good crossfield ball. Uh, <laughs> I'm fairly sure it's Alvarez. I, I, I did write down on my match report it was. So, anyway, whoever it was, it was a good ball. Uh, and the funny thing is, I, I was, if you listen to the uh, City TV, um, I was watching the extended highlights earlier. Every save that um, Mendy made, Sean Gorter said that was a brilliant save. Brilliant save. Uh, you know, let's be honest, Bernard, every one of the saves he made, you'd have expected him to make. I don't think there's yeah. anything yeah. that you thought, wow, that was out of this world. It was incredible. But, uh, uh, well, turn it off. Oh, Pep, Pep just finished his press conference. Just give me a call. <laughs> Let me know how it went on. Um, so, yeah, every save he made, I think it was a save he should make. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Bernard, uh, let's uh, stick with that theme because um, uh, Chelsea, there was a response from Chelsea and uh, in a, uh, probably about 62nd, 63rd minute, they were very close to getting back into it. And this was Ziak again, uh, sent uh, Gomez off to the shops, apparently, according to The Guardian, uh, pulled <laughs> the ball back for, for Hall. That was a certain goal uh, denied by Ortega. And uh, this guy impresses me more by the minute. Yeah, I mean, as Ray said there, Mendy's saves you'd expect him to make. There was at least uh, three or four, I think Ray said early on, that Ortega meant, uh, that made that you made, made you go flipping it. That was, you know, flipping it. And that's because I don't swear, do we? Flipping it. That was a great save. And that's what he did. I think the best save he made was actually the one that was offside. Uh, was given offside a bit later on. But, you know, he didn't know it. We didn't know it. Nobody knew it. He just made a fantastic save. And obviously the, the flag went up. There's no VAR in this, which was fantastic, which I enjoyed. It's great to go to a game with no VAR. We'll get that in just before... We're obviously, we before this uh, pod ends, but yeah, uh, Ortega, uh, one of his three or four good saves, and it was thanks to Ortega and a little bit of lady luck, uh, we kept a clean sheet. Yeah, guys. So um, continuing uh, just this theme, I mean, Chelsea were were doing their best to get into it, but actually, there was another moment from Grealish, and uh, I think the end of Independent here describes it as Grealish dribbles in. Like George Best, I think that might be slightly hyper uh, hyperbolic, uh, but anyway, uh, weaving left to right. Uh, apparently, he left uh, Chalaba, Kukurela, and Koulibaly in his wake, but shoots, and uh, the defenders managed to get up to to save. It. I'm not sure that um, you could probably talk about Grealish and George Best in the same breath, but um, anyway, he was still trying his best. But what was interesting, Bird, was a couple of minutes later. Uh, Chelsea made a quadruple change. This is Broga, mm. 
Ziyech, Zachariah, and Chalaba going off, and then comes the uh, comes the entrance of the big guys: Sterling, Mount, Gallagher, Azpilicueta. What did you think, Bernard? Yeah, I mean, well, Sterling got there's a few boos knocking around, but he got a generally warm welcome uh, from most of the city fans. And yeah, I mean, it was it was Potter trying to trying to rescue the game, and it was certainly still feasible with over 20 minutes left. As I said, they'd, they'd had a few chances, and on the basis of Ortega couldn't keep keep them out forever. Uh, yeah, it was a good decision by Potter, and it sort of worked because I think the last 15 minutes. I think Chelsea were, were uh, way, you know, had, had most of the ball and had most of the really good chances. So, it, as I said, on another day, it, they could have got some out of this game. But obviously, as we said, oh, thanks to Ortega and Lady Luck, uh, they didn't. What did you think, Ray? That, uh, that, that was quite an unusual decision for substitutes. But uh, did you think it made uh, much of a difference? That's for Ray. I think Ray's gone off. What do you think, Bernard? Um, let's let, let's move on. Uh, City um, swapped out Laporte for Ake. Um, uh, in the closing minutes of the game, um, did you think there was any danger of us lo- losing our grip on this game? Well, they only needed to get one. If they got one, I think it would have been a you know a, a mad five ten minutes at the end because I just jumped forward to the ninetieth minute and uh, Ortega actually nearly blotted his copybook. He spilt a, a Havertz cross, uh, sort of looks as though it's going to go in the net, but it sort of squirted through his hands. Uh, and then Gomez, for some reason, edits it against the post, <laughs> our own post, and obviously, right, you know, it could have easily gone in the net. And at that stage, Sterling was was sort of coming down on it uh, got it here and it sort of rebounded towards him Ortega man- managed to get another kick on it get it away and then Havertz eventually squeezed it in for, uh, from Aki didn't he and, but obviously the flag had gone up for offside then so I mean that was a 90th minute but it was like that for the last 5 or 10 minutes Chelsea could have could have easily got one back and then it would would have been all hell let loose and I, I, I couldn't guarantee we would have held on in all fairness but as I said a little bit of luck and uh, and Gomez was certainly trying to get a goal, wasn't he? It was just just weird. I don't even remember it, but he, he just literally ended it at the own, <laughs> our own post. So it was it was really weird. But uh, we got away with it and uh, kept our clean sheet. Okay, is that Ray back in the house? I'm back in the house. Yeah, I was just okay. Right, gonna... go on. Sorry, Ray. Go ahead. And I was just going to say that Chelsea did, I think, have four at least four decent chances. Um, two from Pulisic. And two from that young lad, Lewis Hall, who, you know, played really well. And the only thing he didn't do was score a goal. Uh, he had two really decent chances, which I'll take a save. So, you know, on another day, on another day, Chelsea could have won that. You know, yeah, yeah. you could argue we had probably more decent chances. But Chelsea had, I, I think, some of them were, were clear cut. Uh, you know, one I of think the- there's. I think Chelsea chances were far more clear cut than ours, which led yep. to the Ortega having to make some better saves and mended it. And actually, on the expected goals, Chelsea ha- had a higher expected goals than City. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you know, you. you I'm not entirely that. sure about that statistic, though, Ray. I know that you're the mathematician, but um, I don't know the. I don't know about the validity of um, expected goals. Could you explain that a little bit to people that don't? Don't know what that means. Expected goals. Every shot um, on uh, on target, I think, 
they 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 give it uh, or from a position it might, might not even be on target uh, any shot they give it uh, the chance of it going in for argument's sake you, they could argue a penalty uh, between naught and one the probability is 0.7 that it scored okay so every opportunity is given a a, 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 a number uh, between not and one, and they add them together. That's your expected goals for the game. City's was below two, Chelsea's was above two, and that's kind of indicates how good those Chelsea chances were. You know, the the Lewis Hall one when he he cut inside Rico Lewis, he only had the goalkeeper to beat, and you know, for me that was a more than fifty fifty in his favour. He didn't take it. But but, but, but Ray, isn't that um, uh, XG statistic a little bit subjective? It is subjective. It all depends on who, which organisation is is doing it. So, absolutely, it's subjective. But I think if you look at it with your own eyes, if you look at the city opportunities, how many clear cut opportunities did we have? They had the Alvarez one, very clear cut. The Maris pe- uh, free kick that wasn't clear cut. We didn't have many. I don't think many clear cut opportunities. Uh, Chelsea did. The two ones for Hall clear cut. One for Pulisic. Um, where um, in the first half, where Ortega made the save, that was a that was a better chance than any other chance we had in the game, apart from the uh, Alvarez opportunity. So they had some really good opportunities. We were lucky, you know. Um, and whether it's subjective or not, it, your own eyes tell you that you know we missed um, that they missed some good opportunities. Uh, how much um, stock do you put in that Ray? Is that that XG statistic? Uh, as, as you said, it's, it's subjective. It depends who's doing the, you know, somewhat organisations. You're looking and think, I don't agree with what, you know, that you think this is a 50-50 chance of scoring or a 70-30. But I think overall, it, it kind of works. And I'm not going to diss it. You know, you know, you might have a, a slight disagreement as what percentage of a chance you thought a goal had of going in from a particular shot. But I think overall, it gives you an indication uh, of uh, the, the the quality of the opportunities you've had and how well you've done. You know, if your expected goals is two and you score four, that means you've probably scored some cracking goals that were unexpected to go in. If your expected goals like Chelsea's was two and you get none, then it means you probably missed a couple of decent opportunities. Well, let's go over to Bernard again. I, I, I just want to revisit this with you, Bernard, a little bit because I, I know that you mentioned it earlier. Obviously, a few boos for... Uh, Sterling um, coming on, but he hasn't uh, really um, lit up the house uh, for Chelsea since the move, and, and uh, obviously a lot of, um, uh, particularly partisan uh, Man City fans are are enjoying this. But um, um, what do you make of Sterling's uh, overall contribution to Chelsea since the move, and do you think that it was? Uh, right of us to to let him go. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think we've all agreed that. I mean, I don't watch enough of Chelsea, like Ray was saying earlier on about Kula Bali and stuff. I don't know what, but I see on social media that obviously the Chelsea fans are unhappy. So for me, his form for us, he's just continued uh, for Chelsea. And if you look at that time he was on the pitch against us, uh, no, he just looked like another nearly man for me. He was sort of in the right place at the right time, but not not quite working for him. So. I think he's got very similar problems to what he had with us over the last uh, season, season and a half, where he's just not working for him for whatever reason. 
Uh, and I think it's continued at Chelsea. And yes, yes, we were certainly right to get rid, and it was a good thing for him. But obviously, it's not turning out to be such a good thing at the moment. Yeah, good point. Let's uh, let's ask Ray about that. Yeah, I think we should have let him go at least one season earlier than we did. I think he'd overstayed his welcome. He hadn't been producing ever since that formidable season. I said he's been going backwards, um, and he stayed another three seasons, so yeah, one or two seasons longer. You know, maybe. You give him one, you know, season of not being so good because you know what his quality can be like. But he carried on after that. And, and he, I just think he wasn't contributing enough. He wasn't playing enough. He wasn't happy that he wasn't playing enough because he wasn't playing enough because he wasn't good enough. Simple as that. You know, Fordham had him licked uh, for that left wing spot. And Grealish was here. And Grealish was getting starts ahead of him. So, you know, when Jack Grealish is getting starts ahead of you, you know the writing's on the wall. Um, that's not a dig at Jack Grealish, but Jack Grealish wasn't having the best of seasons last season. Uh, and Sterling couldn't, you know, consistently start ahead of him. So he had an issue. He's moved on. You know, the fans booing him. Tossers. Every single last one of them. Yeah, every single last one of them. I'm I'm loath to use language like that, but I would mm. probably have liked to use something a bit stronger. We had a chap on. It's, it's, it's not the city way, is it? I just don't, you know. Before it's just just not not what we do. We just don't usually do that. But we've changed. I think some of our fan base has changed totally. You see, there's a guy. I can't remember. We had twenty four thousand or forty thousand followers on Twitter called Baldiola, mm. and he mm. said we, you know, we, we we basically we have to boo him. You know, we'd be letting ourselves down if we didn't boo him. You know, this fella's probably... I'd be surprised if he's been to a game at, 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 at uh, the Etihad, let alone Main Road or... You know, it's you've got these people who've got tens of thousands of followers who talk a load of tosh. People might say we talk a load of rubbish, but um, they talk absolute rot. Um, and, you know, they're, they're trying to set an agenda. I mean... It's not as if he'd left us on bad terms or he said anything bad about us. You can argue, you know, it would be nice for him to say something nice about us when he leaves, but he's gone, he's moved on, you know. <coughs> it's not like... I mean, if, if it was Joey Barton, I think, yes, we, he'd get booed and booed a plenty. But pretty much everybody else who comes back to City, they get treated with respect. And Raheem should have been treated with a little bit more respect than he got. Mark Hughes, yeah. Yeah. if Mark Hughes comes, boo him. Boo him, boo him. I'm along with that. Yeah. Guys, whatever happened to Mark Hughes? I always, I always thought that he would make it back into the game, but he um, seems to have disappeared. He's at Bradford. He's doing all right at Bradford, but they're in the League 2 now, so that's probably Mark Hughes' level of management. Mm-hmm. Well, Bernard, um, uh, the Guardian sums up this game as a Maros-inspired double whammy. Would you agree with that? <laughs> well, forget uh, forget the Mares bit, and uh, yeah, you're probably nearly right. It was just it was a double whammy, but it could have been a double whammy the other way. It was uh, just one of those games. We'll chalk it off. We won it. Simple as that. But uh, not the not the great. Good for the neutral. It was good for the neutral, and that's that's all that matters. As as long as the guys who don't go to many games watching it on the old goggle box enjoyed it, then fair enough. It, that'll that'll be good for them. But uh, no, it, it could have gone either way, but fortunately, it went our way. All right, lads. Well, if there's nothing more to say about this particular game, then we move on to the section that I lovingly called AOB. Any other business? Ray, 
Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about, particularly um, with regard to other results that you've seen or anything that you've seen popping up on your Twitter feed? What do you think? Look, obviously a lot of the London teams went out. Um, um, Red... Oh, sorry, guys, that's... Uh, turn that down. Pep, just leave me alone! <laughs> that's why we love you, Ray. Can't turn that off. I know that is that's that's from, that's from Northern Ireland that Mike, um, that call. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll talk to you about Northern that. Where, where Lauren won again? Um, okay, yes, okay. That's not, that's not the any other business I want to talk about. Uh, the any other business? Uh, obviously, all the London teams got the boot. Chelsea got the boot. Um, West Ham got the boot. Arsenal got the boot. The only uh, one left is Charlton, who got through, and uh, that other uh, the other other. Uh, London club that got through were Manchester United. Uh, they got through last night against Aston Villa. Um, but it's, it's so, you know, a lot of the big Spurs got knocked out. So all the big teams, all the big teams uh, have been knocked out. Um, the only, I think, big team that's left is, uh, besides us, of course, is Liverpool, Newcastle, a uh, class them as a, a difficult uh, opposition now. Um, and I don't think you've talked about the, the draw yet, have you, boys? No, let's go ahead and talk about that, guys. We got the, you know, I tell you what, you know, all these fans of other clubs, they always have a pop at City for getting the easy draws, getting the lower league teams, getting the small teams, getting the small teams in the cups. And uh, happened again, happened again. We, we, we you know, another um, mid-table uh, clash because we're, you know, team that we're playing Liverpool. Uh, they're mid-table, aren't they? So, Another small team. And they really sneaked through, I think. It was a penalty shootout, wasn't it? Mm. Penalty shootout against Derby. Um, but, hey, they, th- they threw. So that'd be a, a bit of a humdinger to be played, was it, one or two days after uh, the World Cup final? <laughs> so if England gets to the yeah, World Cup final, those five... Yeah, we, we, we commence in the 20th of December, isn't it, that, uh, the game? So, yeah, it'd be... Uh, Two under twenty, be under twenty three game, won't it? It'd be City under twenty three against Liverpool under twenty threes. I, I think. I, I, no, I, I don't think so. I think it's obviously it's going to depend on um, who's who's there. So if the game, see, the World Cup finals on was it the eighteenth Sunday, the eighteenth of December, and the Carabao Cup our game is supposed to be on the twentieth, I think, mm. or the twenty first. Uh, they might let us go on to the twenty first, give us a bit of time. But if England get to the final. All this, you know, semi-finals even because they'll play the on the Saturday they'll play the third, fourth play playoff uh, game. I think if they're still doing that, um, then we'll end up um, with two days. You know, if we get knocked out in the quarters, then you've got a week, so we'll be back. And I think the the first team, some of them will play, but it also depends on who else gets knocked out. You know, if Spain, if someone doesn't get past the group stage, then. Um, those players will be reasonably fit and ready to play in that game. It's a big game. Liverpool have only got seven players going to um, the World Cup. I think today Thiago Silva didn't make the. You know, I can't believe it. Liverpool players are telling, keep telling us, keep telling us he's the best midfielder in the world. He's the best midfielder in the world, but he couldn't make the Spanish squad for the World Cup. So mm-hmm. that's that's how good he really is. So no, it's going to be really really interesting. Um, what happens in that game? But look, we've got we've got the players. I think by the time you know the World Cup's over, a lot of our players will be back because you know you can't have 
eight countries in the in the semi-finals, can you? So some of our <laughs> players won't get out of the group stage. Some will get knocked out in the first knockout round. So they'll be coming back in dribs and drabs. I've got no worries about that game. We'll stuff them. We'll stuff them. Well, here's a question I've got for both of both of our guys since I've got them on. And the question is, um, what is the first clear memory that you have of, of the World Cup? And uh, before I uh, turn it over to the guys, I'm just going to say... Uh, my 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 one was 1982, and I remember it distinctly because me and my mate Michael Keys, who were at school at the time, Keezy. we'd actually yeah Keezy, we we mitched off um, uh, at lunchtime to watch the uh, the England game where Brian Robson scored. I think the first uh, the first game actually, and um, what was what, what, what was what, yeah what was so funny about that was um, we were watching the game. Uh, his his house was close to the school, and so we had mitched off. We didn't go back after lunchtime. Uh, there was no roll call, but they would have noticed. And um, so we started watching this game. And anyway, here's what happened, guys, to my eternal shame. Um, we started watching the game, and then um, I would never forget it. We were we were drinking uh, Heinz tomato soup with cheese sandwiches that his mother had made for us. And uh, and uh, suddenly uh, there was a phone call, and it was the headmaster of the school who'd obviously figured out that we didn't come back. And he said, um, "What uh, what's wrong with you guys? Why 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 are you not at school?" And so we came up with a bright idea. We planned this out carefully, and we said, um, "So um, what we did was um, we had a lunch, and uh, we've got food poisoning." <laughs> and then just at that moment. Uh, Brian Robson scored, and then the TV was on in the background, and the cheers and the yells, and um, he could hear it quite clearly. So he basically just said, "Get back to school right now." So we were in detention for a week. The only time that your host, both from the boot, was ever in detention. Tell you um, what, uh, <laughs> that was a, a, week, a week in detention. That was for me. If I was a headmaster, okay, I'd have given you one day's detention. I'd have said, "Finish watching the game." I would have given you one day's detention for coming up with such a shit excuse. <laughs> I would have said, watch the football, lads. Enjoy it. But learn to lie better. <laughs> well, let me just uh, go over to the two lads. Start with Bernard. Bernard, uh, what was the first World, World Cup that you've got a clear memory of and you can remember what stuff happened? Well, I remember. I do remember having World Cup Willie memorabilia, a football with... <laughs> with toffees in it, so that shows how old I am. But my vividest memory, obviously, is the 1970 World Cup because, obviously, Colin Bell and Franny Lee were there with my wonderful team, Manchester City. And I just remember my abiding memory is, apart from that Brazil game we lost, was the quarterfinals, was it, against West Germany? And I just remember being 2-0 up, Peter Benetti being an absolute clown, costing us the game, losing 3-2, and I went into the back garden and bawled my eyes out. I cried my eyes out that Germany beat us 3-2. So that was sadly my first uh, memory of real, real memory of England. So not very good. Let's go over to Ray. Ray, your first clear memory of, 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 of a, a World Cup. My first clear memory was that 1966 uh, World Cup, uh, which England won. 
Uh, come on, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Talking about you're only fifty odd. Come on, what, what are you talking about? No, we we had we had a, a brilliant um, view of that. I had a womb with a view. Come on, you're not Colin Savage. Come on, go, you, oh, gear it up, gear it up. Colin Savage remembers the 1934 World Cup uh, in Uruguay. <laughs> anyway. So um, he's not here. We can make fun of him. I'm guessing it's probably the '78 Maradona yeah, one, maybe. Not Mar. Not sorry. Did you say Maradona? Sorry, no, not the '78, the '82, maybe. Oh, um, Mike, Mike, Mike. 1978, Kempes, Mario Kempes, uh, and uh, Argentina. Yeah. With ticker tape, uh, all that stuff. Archie Gemmel scoring a goal. Uh, against uh, was it um, Brazil? I can't remember now. Argentina, sorry, they lost uh, or whoever it was. Holland, I can't remember exactly. But I do have a vivid memory of all that ticker tape. That's one of the most vivid things. Was uh, the fans throwing paper onto the pitch? Uh, that that I remember that. And then the 1982 one, I remember that where we were crap. Um, and then on to. 86 in um, Mexico, where Lineker got, I think, six goals. We were all right there in the hand, hand of Plod of uh, Maradona. That's when Maradona came in. So, but 78, I remember that. I don't remember 74. I, I, I'm not like Bernard. I was I was too young to remember 1974. Oh, my gosh. 1974. We, weren't, we weren't in it in 1974. We got knocked out by Poland. Shh, shh. That was another That was another game where Colin Bell, I thought we could win everything and we that didn't. That was another game you cried. Yeah, it was. It was. Yes, that was the second time England got be crying. Yeah. See, to be honest, then, with then again, that that I felt that was around the Wolves' time. Wolves at Wembley. My first trip to Wembley to see City funny. Wolves, so they had me crying as well that time. They, they called you lucky, didn't they, at the time? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, I was there for 67, 68, 69, 70. So yeah. I'll be. All, I'm all right. Thing is, I think the reason why I don't remember the seventy-four one because England didn't qualify. It's a simple. That's right. <laughs> you qualify you watch it uh, uh, well well guys if you if if you heard any factual inaccuracies there um it's because we're old um but uh i don't know i, I don't know how much that you're uh, looking forward to this uh, this new world cup uh, guys i i know that um, um our found founder walter has got no time for watching international football at all Although he does tune in just to see the results, but um, I don't know, uh, Bernard. Um, do you uh, are you going to take uh, much interest in in what goes on for the next uh, no, no, few months? I'll only take an interest if there's a city play. If there's a city player playing, and the time is okay, kick off. Uh, I will I will have it in the background. I'm not going to be um, you know beer and all that sort of thing. I'll, I'll just watch the games where city players are involved. That's my sort of level of support for international football. I think if we get what about you? What about you, Ray? Nah, to be honest, I'm not bothered if we get through. But it's it's been like my it was my attitude to Russia, not bothered if we get through to near the you know uh, at the group and to the quarters and semis, then I'll start getting interested because it's a, a back end of a tournament. Ah, fair weather fan, huh? Fair weather fan. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time watching England play. Uh, uh, it's it's got to be for the right reasons. Even if we've got five players in the starting eleven in a group game, I, I'm unlikely to watch. If I've got better things to do, like washing my hair, I'll be doing that. If I've got a bit of work or <laughs> to do, 
What, washing your hair, Ray? How's that going to go? <laughs> Both of them. I've got two. He's not, he's, not, he's not about the air on his head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, oh, here we go. This is descending down a, down a ter- terrible tunnel, guys. Hell, you promised you'd never tell, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's continue the, the theme of uh, any other business. Um, uh, guys, just before we uh, finish this off, as much fun as it's been, are there any other um, items that you'd like to talk about, or should we just wrap this up? I don't know if we've talked about the accounts that came out on Monday. Uh, can't remember. Um, I think we did. We we did talk about it a little bit. I think you've talked about it with um, Colin in more detail. Yeah, yeah. I, I, will, I will actually pop in a video out today or tomorrow where I had a chat with Colin Savage about that. So I think it's time we uh, we had a break. Yeah, I think I think we we're going to take a break, but it won't be a, a permanent break, guys. Um, I promise you that. Um, Although Bernard, we've got, to play, we've, got to, we've got to play Brentford yet, guys. So we will be back to discuss Brentford, of course. We, we will uh, come back to talk about that. But uh, uh, guys, don't worry. I will keep these guys on their on the edge of their seats, and anything that comes up, um, we will be discussing it. And also, of course, we'll be thinking of um, I, I think Ray's idea of uh, coming up with the lists of players. We 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 had a very successful one, uh, actually, guys. Where we discussed um, the 10 most unpopular city players ever. It's one of our best on BFTB, and I'll put it up on Twitter again if you want to see it again. But if we can think of anything, we'll put it up. I'm sure Ray's got plenty of ideas. Yeah, we can do the 10 most unpopular Manchester City podcasts. Oh, okay. Well, there's quite some competition for that. Oh, God. Don't, don't go there, guys. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Okay. Well, listen, guys. I think that's probably us for this particular uh, this particular pod. Uh, it, you know, I'm very surprised. It, it it kind of moved very very smoothly, which is um, unusual for us. But um, uh, listen, we'll be back with you as soon as possible, and as soon as we do, we'll uh, put it up there on social media and 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 uh, let you uh, uh, get a listen to it. But um, until then. I like to do this thing where I, I, I leave the guys with final thoughts. So we'll go to uh, Bernard, first of all, and say, Bernard, um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, cup match the other night, no VAR. It was absolutely fantastic to watch a game and crap referees, but at least you knew that decision on the pitch was the decision that counted. So it was just a fantastic watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it just made me miss made me miss the old days so, so much. That's my final thought, really. <laughs> okay, Ray, final thoughts? Final thoughts. I was looking forward to uh, have, having a break from uh, domestic football for a little while. Um, looking forward to the, uh, if you're into cricket, into watching a cricket final on Sunday, England versus Pakistan. Uh, and uh, if you are interested, you know, our, our man Bernard's got about 12,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, I think he could do with a, a few more. He's got about, <laughs> about 12,000 more than me. Um, so, yeah, if you do want to follow us on Twitter, you know, we're, we're always saying uh, we're coming up with some pearls of wisdom on a daily basis. Fantastic, guys. So I guess it falls to me to say, yeah, I absolutely, uh, absolutely agree with that. If you follow... Uh, Bernard's different accounts, you'll be able to get uh, movie reviews and TV series reviews and uh, things like that. But uh, don't worry, guys. Bolt from the Blue will not be completely absent during this period. We'll be putting stuff up 
So uh, keep your uh, eyes tuned for that. Uh, but I think at this particular point, after one hour and 13 minutes, I think we'll just finish it off here and have a rousing, a rousing chorus uh, at the end of this pod uh, in the way that we normally do and say uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back very soon. And until then, have one of us and guys. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues.